Hi, Sam. Hello, Anna. How are you? I'm good. How are you? You were dressed nicely. You're normally not dressed this nicely, but I'm guessing this is wardrobe. Yes, you're normally not dressed this nicely. That's true. That's very true. I'm wearing a maroon blouse and uh, uncomfortable trousers and an unbuckled belt. <laughs> and what's the scene? I just finished a scene. My character's in law school and I just finished like, you know, a mock trial scene. I won't tell you how I did. I love that you're going to be a lawyer. This is so great. What a, I mean, your, your character is really growing. This is fantastic. Happy to see oh, your character boy. grow over six seasons. I'm just dreading tons of legal jargon. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. you know, Amy can help you with that. Oh, great. great. Yes, if you need like a Thank dialogue you, coach or whatever they're, they're I need some. I need like an earpiece so someone can feed me my lines. Why? At this day and age, you know what? Shouldn't they do that? I mean, I think Saturday Night Live, they, I still see them reading off cue cards. Yeah, they do. Well, that's different, though. You have to read off the cue. They don't like it if you stray. But shouldn't you memorize your lines? I mean, at that point, the sketches are five yeah, minutes. Yeah, Sim. Okay. I'm going to give you a challenge then this week. Okay. I'm going to send you home with a script. Yeah. And you're going to memorize all my lines. Uh-huh. And next time we see each other, you're going to recite the whole fucking thing to me. Hey. Okay. I'm ready for it. Shouldn't, like, yeah. <laughs> I, if, once you, before you start preaching about... Isn't that what an actor's supposed to do? You give it a fucking whirl. All right, listen. All right, I, I'll take. And I want faces it. too. <laughs> uh, so can we get to a little bit of I, feedback? I'm sorry, I just came out of the I gate know, a little listen, no, fiery. I'm, now I'm just I'm a little sorry, scared. Sam, I'm sorry. I'm scared. I feel. <laughs> so do you want to hear some feedback? Yes. So this was last week's episode, and you remember this is with Skylar. Do you remember Sarah? She's living with her boyfriend and her mother, and she wants a place alone with her boyfriend because right. her mother is overbearing. You, me, and Skylar his, all agree his that... His mother, right? Yeah. The mother is over... Yes, yeah, His yeah, mother, yeah, yes, right. Yeah. Uh, we all agreed that she needs to be open with her boyfriend about wanting her own space in a way that doesn't make him defensive or seed resentment and uh, frame it around her own personal growth. And Skylar also added that... Despite the money they're saving by not paying rent, if it costs you your peace of mind, it's too expensive. Yeah, I totally agree. So, Kimberly writes in. I love the subject, too, because she wrote in the subject. Also, she wrote, because I went through the same exact situation, also, Sim, you were right. Anytime someone says I'm right. Oh, man, I, Kimberly. Uh, no, I think we're all right. We all said yeah, the same thing. Yeah, we Come did. On. But maybe I, just, maybe I just said you, a few things that really resonated. Yes. Well, let's, let's see. Yes, let's read sure the feedback did. here. Okay. I just want to start off by saying the minute I heard Sarah's situation, it brought me back to living with my boyfriend's mother. I also want to add that even though I was beyond grateful to them for letting us stay there during the time we wanted to save money to plan a wedding, it came to the point that I wasn't sure I even wanted to get married because of it. I was with my boyfriend for five years at this point, And after I graduated college, he proposed and we moved in with his mother and stepdad. One year went by, and the resentment didn't shy from my relationships between not only his mother, but my boyfriend. For me, she would move my things, throw out my items she thought I didn't need, and other annoying things that I couldn't stand. I was at the point where I almost expected my boyfriend to take my side, which put him in a rough spot. He was a typical mama's boy, and I could tell he was super comfortable. This led to so many arguments with him and a newfound annoyance for his mother. I was beyond unhappy, and he saw it. Long story short, after many, many talks with him, I said that I loved and respected our relationship so much, and if we stayed in this house any longer, I didn't think it would work. 
I also reassured him that I would be there for him, and we have been through so much together already, and this would just be another step in building our life together as adults. We are now together for nine years and just got married last year. Oh, Kimberly, congratulations. She says, be persistent, but also make sure you make him realize it's not about him, but about your happiness together as a couple and your future together. I hope Sarah can find the right balance for the conversation to work because I know how stressful that can be. P.S. Congrats, Sim and Amy, on your beautiful new gift of life. Thank you so much, Kimberly. And I always felt like that once you move in with somebody it's hard to take a step back to move apart from each other and still be in a close relationship. But it sounds like these could potentially, I mean, Kimberly, like two, two cases where like that could potentially happen, you know? I just blown away by, by Kimberly's patience and anyone's patience in this matter. I don't know how any woman would put up with even a month or two months. Yeah. I'm, I mean, you know, but, but everyone has sort of different living circumstances everyone has higher tolerance different tolerance levels well yeah especially if there's you know financial issues involved of course but um, well there weren't any financial issues in this scenario I mean she said she could afford a new place and I hope that I hope that they figure it out I want their uh, relationship to succeed well yeah me too me too because it sounds like there's a lot of love Okay, can I ask you a question? Mm-hmm. Let's say that your wife, Katie, who's fucking amazing. She's one of the good her. ones. One of the good ones. Yeah. And we'll, we'll, maybe we'll get into that One later. of my wives. One of the good wives is what I meant. So let's say she tells you late at night. Um, maybe she wakes you up in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. And she tells you that she wants to have a threesome. Mm. How, do you, how do you react? My first instinct is that she would be having some sort of a psychotic break because it's so out of character for her. We are an extremely codependent couple. We have consciously made this decision basically to um, to lean into each other in this big way. Um, and I would say we were almost, it sounds bad, but we're kind of believers in the like, fake it till you make it philosophy of of romance and marriage like her grandparents were together for 65 years they were like our heroes when you would watch them you would think he doesn't really want to grab her ass right now it's been happening for but he's going to do it and he does that energy and it creates a positive wave and they're able to continue riding it because of the like general riding it 10 to right there yeah. general 10 to 20% of of just keeping it positive. What and, are their names? Um, Louie and Anita, who are no longer with us, who are just the greatest. They're they're the greatest. And so I would be like, that's weird. I was trying to imagine Louie and Anita riding it and getting it on. If but you then, knew them, you then, wouldn't have a problem imagining it. But you would have seen it on the I, dance floor. I, when you mentioned death, yeah, I just thought about, uh, you know, the movie Ghost Rider. Is that what you thought? I went of? to like a coffin place <laughs> yeah, of, yeah, of yeah. like a, a double, like a coffin bunk it, bed. It's called place. necrophilia. We could talk about it. <laughs> I don't know if we want to. Would you want to be buried in a bunk bed coffin? I kind of think that'd be pretty cool. Thank you. Yeah, I'm yeah. A, I, 
I got to patent that shit. Um, hey, dear listeners, please don't steal that. Bunk bed coffin is mine, okay? Little TM next to bunk bed coffin and a Ferris. Still, you totally took this question to a very normal and boring place. Yeah, I, I mean, know I did. No you want to ask me again? Louie and Anita. Uh, yes. Okay. Um, so, <laughs> so Mark. Your wife wakes you. No, well, yeah. So, Mark Duplass. Mm-hmm. Um, your wife would like to have a threesome. Mm-hmm. You're telling me this live right now on the yes. podcast? Yeah. She called you? Yep, she called me. Oh, boy. The threesome. Has she identified a partner? Mm, well, that's where I was going to go. Okay, got it. Um... But maybe that's all she says. Okay. And what, like, what would your next move be? My reaction, and I mean, you can't say you're having a psychotic it's, meltdown it's because gonna you're codependent. It's, Remember, it's going to get Anita. boring. It's going to get boring again. Um, let me talk about oh, Katie's dead God. grandparents. Come on, guys. Waka waka. I'm sorry, Katie. It's going to be great. My, I don't want to have a threesome, and I know there's going to be yeah, a lot of people. But she who are does. Do I know. This is part of the answer. Yeah, I would say, okay. honey. I am very much not interested in this. I'm kind of a jealous person. I'm a little bit, unfortunately, of like a Neanderthal when it comes to that stuff. Like, I like that, like, I, I promised myself to Neander- Katie. I call them Neanderthals. Neanderthals. Because that's sort of my annoying whatever. But I think they were into it. They were in, right. Okay. Let me rephrase. Okay. Um, I'm like a little bit of um, a throwback in terms of like, uh, we made a promise to each other and I really like you and I don't want to share you with another man or woman. And that's kind of where, where I'm at. And I think I would be like oddly jealous in a threesome if someone was rocking Katie's body. I'm getting Willie's even thinking about it. Okay. All right. I really got to I'm push. threatened. I, I got to I'm sexually threatened. All right. Let's by the say world. You, you and Katie have been detained. Okay. Uh, this is 20 years in the future. We're in some kind of fucked up, like, government state where people are being detained left and right. You and Katie... It's like a, it's like a threesome handmaid's tale society. Yeah. For whatever reason, uh, the authorities mm-hmm. force... Mm-hmm. Force us. <laughs> force a threesome on you. You can have... I'm ready. You and Katie can have the gender of your choice mm-hmm. and the person of your choice. Right. Who do I choose? Yeah. Oh, let's see. It's definitely going to be a woman because I'm sexually threatened and I don't want a man to rock Katie's body. Like Sim is nodding and it, I'm like, not vigorously. And I don't and I just want to be honest and I just don't want to be with another dude and wieners kind of weird me out. Sure. So I'm just not that way. But not your own. Does your, or does your own. My, your... my own wiener does not weird me out. I'm okay. cool with it. Okay. Um, but one's enough. Yeah. Um. And so it would it, be an amazing world if men had two wieners. Two, two wieners. God. Like breasts, you know. That's called being diphallic. We're throwing out a lot of big diphallic. words. Diphallic. I never knew that. Yeah. Huh. All right. Anyways. And it's and it is a, a real thing. Oh, well, can we get into that later? Yes. Uh, I don't mean to stray. Nope. Okay, so it's another woman. Yeah. All right. It's another woman. Um, yeah. I don't know who it is. I got to think about it. All right. Let's, let's press you a little bit on this. Um, Keep pushing. This is the fourth time we're going to ask this question. Ooh, I'm ready. Amal Clooney or Helen Mirren? It's Helen Mirren. I think Mirren. those are good choices. It's Helen Mirren. They're both fucking great, right? Helen Mirren is fucking smoking. She wears those stripper heels on mm-hmm. the red carpet. I love that. 
I love that shit. She's funny. I was once on the. Um, I gave you two easy. It was, those were easy. easy choice, Helen Mirren has well, eternal boobs. Like her, her, her boobs drank the elixir of life, and they're still incredible. She's seventy. Yeah. Yeah. I want that in my coffin bunk bed. Mm-hmm. I just want like the just everything. Or you can your entire I'll body be, can mm-hmm. decompose. But your breasts will be Helen Mirren-esque forever. Well, I feel like I'll probably have been murdered, so wait, they'll have Paul, to exhume wait, my body. Where did the probably have been murdered part of this? <laughs> That's just my fantasy way of dying, you okay, know? all right. What's your fantasy way of dying, Mark? Ooh. Um... <laughs> Oh, that's a good question. Actually, I got all excited when you said that. <laughs> I, I could tell you. Because I'm very, I'm afraid green. of heights. Okay. And so when you said that, I immediately saw myself just running and sprinting off of a canyon ledge into a canyon, flying forever into my doom. And just, just eternally. No, falling? no, no. I meant forever. I, that was hyperbolic. Just like falling for like a minute and just being like. Yeah, that you don't be, have to that, be afraid anymore. There's nothing you can do at this point. You're going to die in 60 seconds. Enjoy yourself. When you say you're afraid of heights, does that mean that you wouldn't like cross a rickety bridge? It's a it's an irrational thing. I get the willies. My heart rate goes no, up. No, no, but but I want to be specific though. Mm-hmm. Like, is that are you like flying in a plane? You look out the window. That feels bad to me, but okay. I can but you I can, can manage that. I can handle it. Right. Walking across a rickety bridge, if it's like a 20 foot drop is not yeah. that big of a deal. Right. If it's a much less rickety bridge, but it's a hundred foot drop, I'm freaking the fuck out. Do you think that this fear has sort of like a snowballed effect because you talk about it? No, I think it's gotten a little worse as I've gotten older. And I feel like. Where did it stem from? You know, my therapist would say it's a control issue. Um, I think that's true but maybe a little bit reductive and i would say that um as i got older i was i've you know i've got my my life's on the rails now like i'm in a good marriage and i have good kids and i have a good career so like Uh, i have much more of an irrational fear of something upending me is that the only thing that you're afraid of heights um heights i don't like a lot are you scared of being on this podcast i don't think you are i'm not scared of being on this podcast i was genuinely Excited to come here. Thank you. We've had Thank a you so much we've had a here. mild friendship over the years. We've almost done about nineteen movies together, in some various shape or form. Um, whether it's something I was producing that you were going to be in, or we were going to act in together, and we see each other at a party every eighteen months. Will you still ask me and look at each I other? I really want to work with you. Let's do it. I would love that. We should do this. How often are you on the show? Like what? Four months out of the year? How long? Oh, seven a little bit longer here yeah. <laughs> oh you guys make like 22 episodes yeah yeah dude i've never done this job before what's it like thanks for asking it's uh it's wonderful it's incredibly intense it's very different your from face looks single. so i wish everybody could see your face right now <laughs> but i love it that we're on the floor all the time yeah. we're uh, down there all day i'm never waiting and we're working out. It's like it's like we take the puzzle of the script, mm-hmm. and every day we have like sort of the different challenge of of figuring out movement and like the choreography and like and how to say a setup line and how to deliver. You Did know, you like, have this skill set before you started this show. Had you done three camera stuff? A lot? I, do, I'm not, I don't think I do have this 
skills. Yeah, you're still figuring it out. Okay, got it. Um, but but it, it's a it's a forced environment in terms of like the theatricality of it, mm-hmm. and it's also there's there's no place to hide. That was yeah. that was the big thing that I realized. It's like oh, in single camera there are places to hide, and I did not realize that yeah. before. But uh, yeah, in single camera, it's like if you are successful, seventy seven percent of the time, this is going to be an A plus because there are so many places to hide. <laughs> I totally get it. And I think that I, like a lot of my acting is in the reacting mm-hmm. and this is not exactly the format for that. Yeah. I love my crew. Our writers are brilliant and I love the exhilaration of performing live every yeah. Friday night. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. But um, anyway. You, do you adrenaline crash on the weekends? I'm just like, oh God, okay. Oh yeah. 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 Look at you, Michael Sherman's nodding vigorously. And then you got to be a mom and then you got to do things. I know. Mm. So I just, uh, All right. I don't know. I just... I can dig a hole and build my bunk bed coffin, I suppose. Wait, so threesome? <laughs> <laughs> my threesome, yeah. Sim, come on. Come up with somebody. I mean, uh, I think anybody would have a threesome with Helen Mirren. She's fucking rad. So you want me to come up with actors? Um, no, because uh, a lot of them are my friends. No, it's yeah, just weird. Yeah, yeah, okay. no, yeah, you're right, you're right. So it, right. Should, be, but it should be someone, okay, maybe politicians. Mm. Or musicians. Musicians might be easier. Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. What? what I happened? mean, I like her. I like She's her. She's passionate. She's passionate and she has a seriousness about her that is um, welcome right now, I think. So I'm yeah, not going to say anything else. She's going to be the president. funny in like during the threesomes when things get we really awkward? We don't know, you know that the shit's going to get awkward. I think Kamala could be hilarious. Who knows? That's true. That's true. We don't know. That's true. Kamala, uh, if you're listening to this. If you're listening to this. <laughs> we'd love to hear your stand-up routine. But right only here. in the context of a threesome. Of a threesome. <laughs> Guys, I'm just having a moment here where it's 2020 and she's the president of the United States. <laughs> and you and I get thrown in jail for everything we just said. <laughs> but uh, but uh, like I, but I'm with you. I'm not a threesome me kind of mm. kind of person. Okay. So why uh, why are you so insistent on this question? Well, you got obsessed with this. I know. You would not relent. Well, because I do wonder like, you know, you guys have been married for a minute yep. and you've got two kids. It, it is like a somewhat common male fantasy and when you described yeah. our friendship as mild, I guess that that means that I I don't know you. I know you on like you know, on, on I guess like a, I was gonna say weirdly a tomato slice level because that seemed mild. Mm. Um, yeah. You know, on like a jalapeno level, right. which seems like that's spicy. That, <laughs> that's spicy. So, so no, it was just something I was I was thinking about is like to, to yeah, talk yeah. to you about because uh, do people get like yeah? I've been with Katie for sixteen years. We've been married for twelve. Like it's, and a, you're it's both a legitimate question of like. Are you not clamoring for someone else or at least the ability to have a, th- a third in there where it's a safe environment? And I, I, I can understand that uh, impulse. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. 
$45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. But I do think that you touched on something that uh, I think is kind of necessary in in our industry because mm-hmm. we're sort of a small business yeah, uh, in and of ourselves, I guess. And so you need, um, you need intimacy and loyalty mm. sort of where you, where you find it, I guess. Yeah. We like, we have like these like little rules we impose upon ourselves where it's like, we never go more than three months without going away for at least two days by ourselves. And sometimes that trip literally looks like us like being on our own and not that into hanging out for 47 hours of that. And then the 48th hour, we like have a couple of drinks and have a big laugh and we have sex again. And we're like, got it. We, we, we reconnected. We did that, right, you know? Right. And so that shit is, is critical. And we were very, I guess, vigilant about those kinds of things. I don't know, man, I'm in this place with right now where I'm looking at relationships and I'm seeing a lot of, my friends, not close friends, but like friends of friends uh, have split up recently. And um, uh, I'm from New Orleans. And this weird thing happened when Katrina happened like 10 years ago. Like all the couples who were there, split when they're up? they split up. They're like, well, our house is gone. Everything that was comfortable is gone. So they yeah. turn and look and they're just like, well, if I'm changing, I'm just, I'll change everything, you know. And I'm just I'm thinking about just like what what makes this work. And so for me, it's really like. I'm the kind of person who really believes in the power of like tribalism. And I'm like that in every aspect of my life. Like I tribed up with my brother and our close friends and we make our movies together. And I tribed up with my wife and our kids and we have an intimacy there. And I'm like doggedly loyal to it for better or for worse. And with the romance thing, I'm like, do you like the way this person smells? Basically, does their breath pretty much always smell good to you? Even when they're waking up in the morning, if the answer is yes, Good. Second question, are you willing to work? If you got those two, I think you're good. If you don't mind me being um, sort of extremely um, complimentary towards you, you're so brilliant. I love what you've built. I love that you that you have become such a success off of things that you believe in that have um, that sort of buck um, a bit of the institution here. I mean, you've produced and directed and starred in so many, I I guess, hard to sell projects. Yeah. And that's remarkable. Thanks, and you've man. done it. It's nice of you. And you've done it with your friends and, and with people you admire and, and brilliant people. And I was re-watching Tangerine the other day and Hump Day. like, And I find it really interesting that you um, explored projects that sort of – that in terms of male sexuality, mm-hmm. which is really interesting. Will you tell me about like your draw to that and how you don't shy away from... Yeah, sure. Um, I mean, I guess for me, like male intimacy is one of the things I'm most fascinated with. And I didn't realize that um, it was a, I guess, um, an oddity until people started watching my art and commenting on it, you know, because it stems from how close my brother Jay and I are. Um, And we're extremely intimate. We're extremely affectionate with each other. We're very, like, open with... um, 
all of our foibles and we're willing to admit we're wrong. We're much, uh, when, when sisters hang out with us, they're like, you guys are like sisters. You're not like brothers. This is the only, you're the only two men we know who relate like sisters um, in this way. Once I started putting male relationships on screen, which is something I did in my younger days as a filmmaker, because it was like, I'm just going to make something that I know. I don't have the craft yet as a filmmaker to tell the story of someone from Elizabethan England. I only have enough craft to tell my own story. And those were male intimacy stories. And then everyone was responding like, this is so crazy how these men relate to each other. And I was like, oh, that's just like, I thought everybody was like that, you know? So I learned to kind of lean into that. And Hump Day was a more extreme example of that with like male competition and hubris and, you know, uh, honestly, like a lot of like, homophobia that those guys had and, and playing around with that stuff, but trying to do it in a not eat your vegetables way, do it in a comedy that like people could enjoy. And I also realized early on that like by me being on that show, the league that was about fantasy football and those kinds of people, great one of my favorite shows. Thank you. Thank you very much. Which was also when you were talking about your job here, it reminded me of the league. We shot an episode every three and a half days all of us just like three and a half days. Like we were, we were just always acting and improvising. We're mm-hmm. always on set together, and we were this. It was, it was great. It was like all of our first job, and we were all making. I don't even know if I've ever said this publicly. It was an AFTRA show, which was like a different kind of union before it truly merged with the good SAG Actors Union. So we were all making eight thousand dollars an episode in the first season, and we were like, guys, we're rich. We're <laughs> rich. This is incredible. <laughs> And we were, it was just so fun to, to be doing that. Um, but anyway, I'm getting sidetracked. I was, I was talking about, um, something else, but I lost my train of thought. It was so brilliant too. Oh, well. It was. It was. We were talking about male intimacy. The league was all male intimacy. That entire show. I was talking about, I was talking about the league because I realized early on that like there was a certain kind of fan that like would watch the league, but wouldn't necessarily watch my independent films right right right. and so right, i was like oh right. i have access to a certain type oh, of person so smart. here right and they'll come mm-hmm. see my stuff mm-hmm. and hump day is a little bit of a bridge mm-hmm. in that regard that's really smart and i love um black rock oh thanks dude oh my god i've seen it you gotta get katie on here five and fucking times i would love that. that it's so fucking good it tapped into something in me that was about sort of I don't know, like nostalgia and female friendship and fucking revenge and ah. Well, that was a cool story because, like, you, you know, when the first thing you said to me when I came in here was like, "Will you please come talk to me about doing a movie and doing that thing?" And you know, Katie just turned forty and she's been on a lot of successful shows like The League and and she was on Legion and now she's trying to figure out what her new show is going to be. But she's very much torn. It's like, oh, I'm, you know. I'm oh my God, helping, to ra- that. helping to raise these children. I want to go make another movie. And when we made Black Rock, our oldest daughter was two. Katie was the first line of defense for the parenting. She was really feeling it because my career had kind of like taken off just a little bit earlier in the filmmaking side. And so she was like, I could try to go sell this movie. It might take me three years. They're probably going to tell me that they don't want me to be in it. And once I do that, and but we're on the league and we're making money, so we just took one hundred fifty thousand dollars of the money we made on the league and we went up to Maine in her hometown. This and, is the kind of we, fucking and shit we made that's it. fucking rad. Yeah. Oh, that movie looked a lot bigger. It does than look expensive. Yeah. And then and 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 it was a passion project. But then we went and like 
We sold it at Sundance for like 10 times that. Fuck. And here's the crazy part. Not that this is what it's all about, but like we made so much more money on that movie by doing it that way than if we had sold it of for course. like to Lions or something. And you guys do something. it your way. And you, what you got to, I'm getting all preachy. I always do no, this. I, I got to stop my mansplaining. It's a big issue with me. But you have a popularity now, in particular right now with the show and the um, big movies you've been in. Thanks. If you go out and you fart on film, it's going to be worth a million dollars because you did that. And so you can do anything you want. I don't think we have the budget to use film, though. We're Not gonna, fart. Be you digi- can fart. I, I, I'm going to fart on digital. Fart on digital, dude. Um, digital farts. <laughs> I like to play fucked up absurd characters yeah. and and that's a tough thing to sell just use but wait i also want to talk to you about my sister's sister okay let's do it um you guys shot that in my home state right we shot that in orcas island yeah. off of washington mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. um we built that for a specific property that a friend was willing to lend to us so that we could do it there cheaply um and that was a movie that was made for about half the cost of black rock i mean that was a really cheapy uh, it's and it's a great movie and it's beautifully done and and like for me I went to camp on Orcas Island. You did. And I did. I love that your philosophy seems to be. And forgive me if I'm making presumptions, but I don't think I am. If you can't have a threesome, go make an independent <laughs> film. <laughs> this is right, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The great movies are about uh, well-formed characters, which makes it easier as an actor to play. And it's free. To make. Yeah. It doesn't cost anything. So I would I would say yes, but I would just argue that I didn't start from a hoity-toity place of like, I only want to make character-driven films because they're better than explosions. It was really just, I, no one is listening to me and no one gives a shit about me. So what can I do? What's in my hand to make? Faces and feelings. Those things are free. So I'll just do these things. And then it turned out I just really liked them and I stayed in that spot. It's so impressive that you, you invested in your in yourself and in your vision. It's a very courageous thing, and I want to do the same. And I'm going to need your help, Mark. That's what this whole thing is about. Well, I love that we've kind of negotiated this deal already <laughs> here. You guys are going to work deal. together for sure, right? We yeah, got yeah, it, baby. Yeah. I oh, love yeah. that. That's going to be amazing. Um, okay, so uh, do we want to do improv? I don't know. Do you? Guys, how do you feel about improv? I'm not that good at it. We okay. can skip it. Sure. Yeah, do you want to do, do you want to do the uh, professions and we can do the calls? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So now Yes. Katie, forgive me. We came up with a list of professions. Great. Wanted to know if you would date them in another world. And love it. Okay, are you sure? Love it. I can okay. do this. All right. I'm not that perfect. Right. I just, I just don't, don't want to have a threesome. Like, That's okay. I don't either. I don't either. I'm glad to hear that. It's like uh, somebody's going to feel left. It's all, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. all, you know, you know. I don't know. It was always mystifying in college when people wanted to have it. That seemed like the time to do it, you know, if you were going to do it, but I guess. still, for me, just me personally, uh, that's a heavy thing to wake up with. Yeah. Because I would totally be the left out person. You think you would? Oh, I know I would. I'm lazy <laughs> and scared. I'm very, uh, I'm here, guys. I'm not willing to work that hard. I'll be a receptacle. I'm very scared. I'm, I'm scared. I'm scared to like, I don't know. I just too like, uh, uh, uh. Maybe, maybe we're uptight. Maybe. Did you see me sort of trying to grab somebody's imaginary breasts right I there? I saw your hand. <laughs> the, it was as if the boob were eluding 
your hand. There was yeah, exactly. There was one because you were chasing it around really in high the air. and one breast that's really low. Yeah, don't know where to grab. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, scary. <laughs> Professions. <laughs> Would you date this profession? Mm-hmm. A person in this profession, I suppose. Okay. Yes. Um, an anal bleacher. Hmm. I don't think I would have a problem with it if they were emotionally evolved enough to talk about that their job is weird and it's and but it pays really well and it offers me flexibility so that I can do what I want to do. I'd be like, "Great. That sounds good." But if they were like lying about it for like a few months and then once they t- it like told me about it, they were weird about it, then I'd be like, "This is clearly some sort of like dark and deep fetishy kind of thing or hidden hey, thing. Hey, I'm Amber. And that would be weird. It's so really nice to meet you, Mark. She, say her, I'm totally into. She's great. <laughs> She's the best. Um, I'm a paralegal for the most part, you mm-hmm. know. I'm already out. It has nothing to do with being a paralegal. It's all about Amber. Mark, oh God, oh, this <laughs> is so hard to say. I also do something else on the side. Okay. I whiten women's asses. Okay. The, whoa, the, the, the I cheeks, the then, cheeks or the end. No, like the actual, the, the whole. You're a bleacher. I'm an anal bleacher. You're an, you're an anal bleacher. Yeah. If a 40 hour work week, um, where do the scales tip from anal bleaching to paralegal activity? Right now I'm, I pretty much bleach 40. Okay. Um, so you're bleaching 40 out of 40, but you're also a paralegal. Well, not so much legally anymore. Second question. Do you know what a paralegal is? It's a person who helps out in mm-hmm. a law office. And tell, tell, me a little, tell me a little research. bit more about that. Give me some more details on that. And um, when your fucking boss doesn't know what the fuck is going on. Mm-hmm. You like go to the library and do some microfishing. That makes sense. Have you seen the movie Paralegal Activity 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5? Oh, yeah. Those horror movies? Yeah, they're really good. They are good. Okay. So this was great. And um, <laughs> let's, the, you know, oh God, we should not leaving, do you? it. You know. Um, I do men, too. I do women and men. You... Most of my clients are women, but I also do men. And because after a while, after you get past a certain age, like your ass is kind of stained, you know, just like across the board. Yep. Yep. I get it. Um, This was just, this was just great. (laughs) (laughs) So no no go with Amber? So Amber, no, but you know. (laughs) Not not close to all anal paralegal bleachers. slash anal, anal bleachers. bleachers. <laughs> Just Amber in particular. Mark Duplass with an open mind. Feels like... Feels no like, to the threesome. Yes. Yes to anal bleacher. <laughs> I just don't feel like Amber and I are going to get anywhere. And I don't mean like get anywhere emotionally. I mean like we're never going to leave the restaurant by how slow she talks and how long it, it takes for her to get things out. Just is from a pure like timing perspective. My voice? I'm a little... Or... <laughs> like, like, what do you mean? Um, See what you did here? Yeah, you started it up done. again. This is what I've done. I want the Clowns Casino. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, don't give her the Clowns Casino. I want the Clowns Casino. <laughs> of course, because it's the longest thing it takes them to cook and the longest <laughs> thing to eat.
And you'll be talking so to me in between fucking bites. Good. So good. Uh, but could you make them and then raw? right at the end of I the want clam raw clams casino. Like I don't want the clams cooked, but I want the topping cooked. Then then the worst part of this date is when you're almost done with the clams casino and you say, But I also do like a third job and then I have to wait. A half hour for that one to come out. Oh my god! I also do a third job. Yeah, I should tell you because I'm kind of an entrepreneur. Oh no! Oh my god! Where are you going? <laughs> Those are my footsteps running out the door. So that went pretty well. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> yeah. I love Amber. Uh, yeah, Amber is. Uh, I think she might be new. Is she new? She's new to the roster. Mm. She sounds a lot like Kayla, though. But Kayla doesn't like Clams Casino. You, no. <laughs> she, she likes her Clams Casino cooked. Okay. And how, like, that's a big difference. Five minutes ago, you said, you don't want to do an improv. Yes. And then, <laughs> that was, that was literally like, five minutes ago. <laughs> and when you say no, you get the big one. Okay. Um, cat breeder. Hard no. <gasps> I'm extremely allergic to cats. Oh. That's a boring one. Easy, easy. Yeah, I mean, easy for you, but boring for us. Yeah. Give me another one. Well, okay. Uh, foot fetish model. She models for people who have foot fetishes. Yes. Hmm. I'm fine with that. Would it make you feel intimidated by your own feet? No, because I wear a size eight shoe. My feet are, they're barely registering on the scale of the planet. There's nothing intimidating about my feet. Or were you, you mean, would I be threatened? I, no, no, not threatened. But, like, would you think, like, oh, I better, like... Oh, right. Because she, she probably has to put her feet in special socks yeah. late at night, covered in moisture or something. I don't know. I'm not that way. She's got some awesome feet. She's doing her thing. Like, Katie's a moisturizer. Her skin is beautiful. I have never put lotion anywhere on my body, ever. And I'm okay with that. Different strokes, different folks. All right. I said low right. strokes. But then one time, maybe business isn't isn't going great for her, mm-hmm. and she asks you to put, you know, she she needs she needs like a boost. Yeah, she needs she needs a little boost. You know where I'm going. I think I know where you're going, but I want to hear you tease it out. <laughs> she needs your penis. Yes. To be in between her feet. That I was thinking. In between the big toe and and the oh, that's uh, better. Like that. Oh, kinda, you guys are good. That's what I was. You thinking. two are good. Mm-hmm. You're helping her creatively. That's so. That's really generous of you. That's a new shot. No one has seen that before. That has the ability to go viral, which is important in the foot fetish community. There's not a lot of dollars in the foot fetish community. It's really all about, you know, going viral, and then hopefully you get like a sponsorship at some point. Yeah, a sponsorship. Yeah. By- Foot Locker, you know, because <laughs> they're they're really they're the ones. <laughs> Is Foot Locker still around? Are there still stores oh, yeah. called I Foot don't Locker? Know. Oh, yeah. Man, they're, they're I used to every go mall. fucking go to the mall and look at them shoes and drool over those motherfuckers and be like, I want these shoes. And my mom was like, Nope. Do you, you already have a nice pair of shoes? We're not. Well, doing you can that. do that now. I could do, do that now, but I don't give a shit about shoes anymore because <laughs> I'm old. This was at the Beverly Center. Uh, year 2000. Okay. Scary movie had just come out and... Are and you feeling the world recognizing you in yes. a new way? And yep. you're like, my profile yep. has totally, changed. Totally. I'm in my early 20s. 
I, if I was good at math, I could figure out, I don't know, whatever, 23, 24, yeah, yeah, something 20, like that. Yeah, whatever, yeah. So I'm wandering around Beverly Center. I'm in the Foot Locker. And um, this guy comes up to me. He's like, um, hey, are you are you who I think you are? And I was like, um, I don't know. Betty Davis. <laughs> yes. I was like, I don't know. Who do you think? I did everything wrong. Mm-hmm. Who do you think I am? He was like, come on, you are. I was like, I, I, I don't know. And he's like, you are. Come on, you, you're. You you know who you are. I was like, I we do this weird fucking yep. dance forever, forever. It's embarrassing, and but I'm also still heady with the ego rush of. Yep. I mean, this is like the third time maybe it's happened to me. And he said, "You're Britney." Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row, dreaming of something better? Well. Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Beers. Unbelievable. And he said, no, I'm, I'm the girl from Scary Movie. And he goes, oh, man. And then he, he walked away. And it was, I was telling Michael Sherman that it was like both humiliating and flattering at the same time. Yeah. Oh, I see that. Yeah. 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 It was. Uh, and probably perfect that it happened to you, like for your ego at that moment. Like you needed that to kind of settle oh, you. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Settle oh, I had you to give myself a, a couple of talkings to. Yeah. Like, I had a couple of moments where I was like, oh, fuck. Were like, they like this? Girl. I, I, Is that I what just, you said? <laughs> I was like, my parents are would be embarrassed. It, yeah. At that age, it's it's a heady thing yeah. to suddenly feel elevated for no fucking for doing your fucking job. I can't imagine and being you know fortunate. I didn't have any sort of meteoric jumps. My 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 rise was like just very very slow, from like a short film to like a small feature to like a medium sized feature, and it was all very organic. But I do look at some people that had some quantum leaps, and particularly if that happened at that age. And how you handle that. I can't imagine that. That must have been so hard to know how to be. There was just a couple of times where I was like, yeah. I, I was. You were just a I'm real just, dick. I, w- I didn't have to, like anything too extreme at all, mm-hmm. but I'm glad that um, iPhones weren't around. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> In the early yeah. 2000s. Good um, okay. What about a truck driver? Into it. Love it. Used, Why? To, be, used to be a touring musician in my previous life. Love traveling around. Would love to be in a truck with a sexy woman who works the gears. And we're just like 
listening to like podcasts, podcast, listening to Anna Ferris podcasts yeah. all across the country. Yeah, you know, maybe throwing. You stop at that little whorehouse outside of Reno. No, no, oh, come on, this is your threesome. My threesome. Yep, it's not Katie. <laughs> it's not Katie. You're right. It's no, no, it's Amber. But we're sleeping in the back of the truck. Sleeping in the back of the truck. Truck sex. Oh yeah, there's like Cheeto. Yeah. Crumbs all over the place. I bring my guitar. There's enough room in the cab where they we can just do sing-alongs while we're driving. Recently bleached ass. <laughs> <laughs> Amber. What? Well, she's coming with us. Amber? Yeah. Oh, Amber is the driver. Oh, Amber's that's her third job. Yeah. Yeah. Amber is the driver. Which means that <gasps> Amber is fucking uh, drunk. Uh, oh yeah, baby. Woo! We're on the ten again. I would on the be. 10 again, heading to Santa Fe. Do you remember an airplane when the, the seatmate next to the person who keeps talking to him and he just lights himself on fire at a certain point? That's, I think, what would happen with me and Amber. Uh, baby, uh, stop self-emolating. <laughs> <laughs> Not cool, babe. Self-emolating. Didn't even have which my is camera like, Sounds like out. exfoliating. <laughs> No, I didn't. I didn't exfoliate. I I self-immolated. I lit myself on fire. But why? For what cause? If you're gonna do that shit again, it's gotta be for a fucking cause, babe. You know that. Cause you. <laughs> cause you, Amber. Me. Yeah. But then... you love me. You know you love me. <laughs> <laughs> Amber. <sighs> Amber's on the run. Amber and Mark. I somehow feel like... By the way, this is your movie right yeah, here. Yeah, there it is. We were talking about earlier. <laughs> There's no getting away from Amber. There's no getting away oh, from no, her. Oh, no, no, no. No, fuck no. She does not let you go to the bathroom alone. Mm -hmm. She does. She's just like locked in. She's locked in. She's getting you chicken fried steak right outside of Tulsa. See, now I'm starting, she's to, now I'm starting to warm to her. <laughs> That's this is starting to sound pretty good. Oh yeah, no, listen, she's uh, she's a lot of fun. I mean, one of the great one of the great things you can do with a, a film is to offer an audience a protagonist that they are convinced that they despise in the first act. I love that, and then bring them around. I love it, so that they feel for them. If we can deliver Amber and make the audience feel the way I felt about Amber for the last fifteen minutes before I just turned, yeah, uh, 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 Amber does something incredibly noble. Incredibly noble. How much does this movie cost? I don't know cost? what that is. Yeah. How much will it cost? You, Anna Ferris, mm -hmm. a truck. Who, what, what do you need? You need DP. You need, you, I mean, you need a few, We're like a going, very skeleton crew here, right? Yes, but there's going to have to be the one 10 minute uninterrupted take where we actually do bleach someone's asshole. Oh, we need that. Live. So that's, that's expensive. That's, Randy. That's expensive. Randy. Unless you're willing Randy. to do it. Randy. <laughs> Who's Randy? Randy. I got my guy Randy. Oh, you have Randy. He's ready. Uh, uh, he's in Wyoming, though. But he's is he uh, is he too bleached up? Do we need, no. like, a fresh bleacher? Yeah, well, I, listen, let's just say Randy doesn't have the best hygiene, so he has to okay. be bleached on a regular basis. Mm. I, I now know that I definitely don't want Randy. <laughs> Not only in the movie, but I just don't want him near me. Randy's my <laughs> uncle. Randy's your... That... Okay. <laughs> yep. That just makes it worse. That's... Yeah. <laughs> But uh, wait a minute. 
you make movies about all kinds of uh, yeah. crazy, crazy shit. Can I, please, I'm not kidding about this. If it's an hour and a half of just, you know, one camera just going back and forth in a truck between you two, could it sell at Sundance for a million dollars? No. Could it sell for half a million dollars? Maybe. Anna Faris is starring it. You guys starring mm-hmm. it. Half you a million. You told me if I farted on film, yep. that it would make money. <laughs> Fart, you farting on film might be better than the Amber and Randy truck movie. I'm just, this I'm is just a different saying, thing. You can get the fuck out of my dressing room. Because you said you my farts. You promised me something and then you don't even know what Six is. figure farts. You said six figure farts. And you can't deliver it. Is this your fart pillow? Are they all in here? Uh-huh. I'm looking at a big pink heart-shaped pillow with a Playboy bunny on it, everybody. And I'm wondering if this is Anna Ferris's fart pillow. Well, in my house, there's a fart pillow. Okay, in my really? bed, there's a fart pillow. It's the lure because when whenever either either Katie goes out of town, it's the lure for the threesome. No, no, it's, it's the like lure. Helen, come on, no, over. no, <laughs> it's the lure amongst my my children that uh, there that there is a pillow that Dad farts in every night, and you're never sure which one you're gonna get when they come and sleep in our bed, and occasionally you get unlucky and you put your head on the fart pillow. Do you get pink eye? <laughs> well, the thing is, sometimes I bleach. So. Oh, Mike, I knew you were kindred spirit. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Just So does that make them not crawl in bed as much? Or no, no just they love it. No, it's actually more yeah, fun. Bad, bad. Who's yeah, of got course, the fart Of course, they're giggling. I'm totally stealing that. Isn't that the greatest thing in the world? Mark? Yeah. That anything can become a game and a running gag and a lore with kids. When it involves uh, like air in your intestines. It, usually it's a whoopee cushion, but we watch, as a family, we watch Bob's Burgers. We love Bob's Burgers, right? And we do Bob's Burgers nights where we make one of the burgers that's on the board in the, in the show. Oh, and like in general, great. And, my, and my kids, it always ends up just being like a plain hamburger patty with ketchup. Like it's never anything special about it for them, but Bob's Burgers nights because it has this lore to it is like, Bob's Burgers night. Oh, oh my God, so it's going to be amazing. That's such a great you know? idea. That's such a great idea. We'll do Bob's Burgers nights all together one night. It'll be great. I just do wake up ants. <laughs> like, I'll like. The, tickle, the crawling I'll ants, tickle, wake up ants. Yeah, I'll tickle Jack. They're going like, to remember. the wake he's, up ants. He's going to remember that forever. It's the best. Yeah. 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 There are those moments. There are those moments. And then there are others. Sim just had a baby. You did? Two weeks. Yeah. Holy shit. You look yeah. great, guys. Uh, Sim. Y- I look has no bags under his eyes. Night nurse three nights a week. Okay, you're doing it right. Yeah. You're you're like a grown four up. nights a week. How old, Sorry, are, you, how old are you? Forty one. So you know. Yeah. You're, yeah. Like, no, I, we I, had we kids sleep, when, right. when we were a little younger and didn't we weren't smart. I had my first kid when I was thirty, and we were like a fucking teen pregnancy. And then in the middle of an artist community, when you have a kid at thirty, you're like, what are you doing? And we just didn't. We just got destroyed. Okay, so what calls? should we go? Should we yeah. go to calls? Let's do that. Okay. Who's going to call us? We have a. Oh, this is. This we give is, relationship advice now. This is the uh, advice portion of the show. Dude, I already gave it all. Don't. Do you like the way they smell? Are you willing to work? Boom. Mark says, "Don't have a threesome." And, and put it between the big toe and the other uh, middle toe. <laughs> it's it's right. like we're hey. going to call, call Jenna now, and Jenna's in Montana. Jenna, oh, here, take the sheets here. It's ringing. Sorry, here you go. And this is what Jenna wrote in about. Thank you. Hello? Hey, Jenna. It's Sim. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Doing really well. Hi, Jenna. It's Anna. Hi, Anna. 
Hey, thanks so much for doing this. I'm here with Mark Duplass. Hi, Jenna. He's fucking you, awesome. You don't have to know who I am. Although That's okay. I think he's a liar. Jenna, your subject of your email says, 10 days into a new dream job, love triangle already. Tell us what's going on. Oh, my God. I am in such a pickle. Okay. So okay. I'm a geologist. Um, finally got um, a temporary position offer with my dream company. Like, have been following them forever. So excited about this position. So get there. Um, there's another geologist, male geologist. that's a couple years ahead of me. Um, and he's super cute. And starting the second day, he asks me to go to lunch. Next thing I know, we're getting dinner. Next thing, we're hanging out at night. Um, he's kind of complaining that he's bored of the town. So I, I invited him to go uh, to a concert with me. And so we start driving to that town. We end up going to a bar, not at all making it to our show. Um, we end up getting drunk and hooking up and getting a hotel room. Um, and then the next couple of days at work, uh, we're like fooling around at lunch and like keep hooking up. Um, and then on day 10, it's his last day of work since we work 16 days on, six days off, and he's about to leave. Um, and at that point, I thought I'm never going to see him again. Um, that morning, my boss offers to extend my position, um, to full time. So that means that I would be working with him constantly. I'd be joining a team with him. Um, that would be a crew of six people and we'd be working all the time together. So suddenly I go from thinking this is really short to, oh, I'm working with him. So uh, I tell him this. And immediately, immediately, he comes up to me and says, I need to tell you something. On the team down there, there's two girls. He goes, I had a relationship with one of them for eight months. No one knows. And then 10 minutes pass, and he gets in his car and gets on his flight and leaves. He sends me this text message saying, not only did we just break up, but I think we're going to get back together. Sorry if I gave you the wrong impression. Oh, so, the wrong impression me, by hooking I, up with you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Just, just, just having sex. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, but so not only am I about to join this team of six people, but I'm in the middle of this love triangle yeah. that one, no one knows they're together. And two, no one knows that I've been with him either. And All right. I don't know how to act. I got a couple of questions. I got a couple of questions for totally. you. Seems like uh, the most important thing here in the longer scheme of your life is this job, right? More so than this yeah, man and how you feel about job. him. That's that's the thing we're feeling, right? All right. And are you ready to... Like, I cannot mess it up. Mm-hmm. And have you discovered enough about this new man that this is not someone you want to be with long term and or marry through these uh, circumstances? Or do you feel like, you know what? He's actually a good guy and it might be worth sticking around and making something work with him. Actually, I think he's kind of a catch, and yeah. I wouldn't be opposed to pursuing it, but if he's about to get back together with this chick that I'm going to be forced to get close to, I have no yeah. idea how to handle this situation around him or her, or what if they don't get back together? Because I have no idea. I won't see him for two weeks. I don't know where he'll stand when I see him again. Oh, okay. So, Jenna, um, well, first of all, congratulations on like on becoming a geologist. That's fucking rad, and and getting a kick-ass job. Um, 
what do you think um what do you think the chances are like on a scale of one to ten that this guy never broke up with this lady honestly the thought crossed my mind but i don't know um he didn't seem like like the cheating type but i don't know i only knew him for five days before i started sleeping with him like yeah what if he never broke up with her what if I'm just a secret mistress? Exactly. Because to me, it's like the immediacy of his responses to you uh, indicate that he's quickly covering his tracks. And um, all right, Sim, don't you think? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Because he assumed yeah. that he was never going to see her right, again. Right. 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 But regardless, he may be very charming and, and handsome and and but but I, I don't I don't love the way that he's behaved with you. I mean, even to say something like, I think we're going to get back together, like a quick text that feels kind of dismissive to me, that just reads of like that they are together and that he was like, holy shit. Um, what if, you know, what if like things, and also, you know, he may have told you that, um, that no one knows about this relationship with this other woman, but if they were together for that long, some people know. People know, uh, like, you know, she's telling people he's probably, you know, telling people like pe- people know. So to me, this all reads that he's um, been deceptive to you and to her. I don't like the way any of this is. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I've I feel like, you know, I've been there before that charming people can be the the you know, the most seductive. I am one of those, by the way. Oh, it was. No, it was awesome. <laughs> yeah. It was the best sex of my life. It's oh, awful. Oh, that's the Seriously, worst. I'm sucks. so sorry. She was telling me yesterday when I spoke to her during our pre-call that she's afraid that because this group is so close that she is going to be friends with this girl. Right. I mean, they're going to be intimate. Yeah. They're going to be talking well, all hope, the time. Uh, so she's afraid yeah, that, you I'm, know, I'm how are... Right. And, and I mean, so here's what I think, oh, God, and I'm, I'm so sorry. It's so hard to, to crush on somebody that, you, that, you know, sort of fundamentally is not, um, there to protect you. Um, but here's what I think you should do. I think that, um, maybe, uh, text him back saying something like, I, I don't know, I, I like, I really enjoyed our time together. I t- totally respect like whatever is going on. Um, and, uh, and we'll just keep things professional from here on out. Um, and then if you guys ever do have a, a run in, um, like, you know, like it's just the two of you, which I could also see a scenario where in like a couple months, you guys are at the local bar, you go to the bathroom and oh, you God. come out and he's I like never, in the I doorway and again, he's right? like, touch him or talk to him. I mean, like I can never, I should never, ever get back with this guy. Right. I, I don't think so. It would, it would take, uh, I think, a big grand gesture that would prove um, sort of uh, all impressions sort of false. But no, I, I don't think so. I, I think that, you know, especially with your guy, with your sort of sporadic work schedules, like having that, that kind of intensity, there's probably a lot of your team that probably practices infidelity. <laughs> Sorry to be so horrible. Um, but, uh, but no, I... I I think that if there is ever like sort of a one-on-one encounter, uh, I think that you reiterate like, listen, 
I, I, I really loved our time together. I can't continue anything with you. I, you know, and, and I love this job and I love working with you and keep like, you don't sound like a dramatic person, but, but anything instigatory will only jeopardize your emotional position and, and also your career position, I think. Right. Am I, I don't know. What do you guys think? I like what you're doing. I like what you're talking about. You know, the only other wrinkle I might add as something to think about is um, rather than a text, if you wanted to call him and just have a very direct conversation with him that says, listen, we had an incredible time together. I'm getting a sense from you that you're a little concerned about marrying your old world of this girl you're about to get back together again and me entering that and you're worried we're going to be friends and how that's going to happen. And I totally appreciate that. Um, do you want to just come clean with me and tell me what's going on? I want to have a good professional relationship with you and a good friendship moving forward. I have no desire to rake you over the coals in front of this girl that you're clearly trying to make it work. My job is the most important thing to me. I'm willing to help you out, but you got to be honest with me here. So let's just clean this up and let's just move forward as friends. Yeah. Mark, that's great advice. That's perfect. Yeah. 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 Jenna, I hope that, uh, we're so, it's so difficult, I think, to communicate directly. I'm terrible at it. Yeah, I'm going to be working with him alone for one week before I fly down and meet his girl. Yes. Uh, I would try to transcend it with him, yeah, see how he does. Yeah, and if he's yeah. a child and he can't handle it, then you just go back on, okay, I, I get it. Let's just keep this platonic and let's move on. And I'm sure that's what know? he wants too. I'm sure he, he doesn't want yeah. his girlfriend finding out about any of this, obviously. And it's in his best interest as well to keep everything professional. And, so you should as well. And everything is going to be, and, hopefully, unless you guys get drunk and something slips and then it could become awkward later on. But at this point, if you keep things professional, I'm sure everything will be fine, And you right? know what, Jenna? Like, long game, not that I want to encourage anything at all, because who knows what will happen. But that I think that it's a really attractive quality to be to be to take a strong position in this case and to be um and in, to to be very you know um ad, it's sexy it's yeah. direct it, and clear and direct, strong direct, is direct sexy it's sexy and he may be a 25 year old who's not ready for that but like if you can start <laughs> to do that now like that's going to pay dividends for you in the future yeah. with him or someone yeah. else yeah. so Oh, I also want to just commend you on um, on the idea of being friends with the girl, and maybe you can also, if, if there, you know, after a little bit of time passes or whatever, maybe you can ask sort of guidance, like to to the guy on if she ever gets any inkling of of your guys's hookup, because I I do strongly suspect she's gonna tell. She can tell, right? I well, I don't know if she can. I don't know if she'll be able to tell because. We can be very delusional when we want to be, but, um, but, but I do think that it shouldn't stop you from being her friend, but, um, but that, that conversation, depending on how you guys are with each other is a whole other. Can I ask um, you a question? Yeah. Okay, you're talking about friendship. Let's mm -hmm. say they become really close. They become best friends to the point where maybe one day this, there's this big secret that's kind of looming over. I mean, how close should she really be with well, this person? Right, right, Yeah, right. what if I love her and I have this huge secret I can never tell her and I feel guilty so, and awful? I mean, well, my whole thing is I don't know if she should be completely, like, she should kind of be cordial and nice and sweet, but maybe they shouldn't be best pals. I don't know. If you get really close with someone and you love them, you'll be able to transcend that and you'll be able to drop that yeah. secret and get through it. Really? Because, yeah, in my, in my opinion, if the relationship's real, it'll handle it. Well, yeah. and, you know, but it really depends on him. If he's the kind of guy who instigates jealousy in her, 
then that will be like kerosene for for this girl. Um, but Jenna, I think that that's sort of like I think that's a gauge that you sort of figure out a little bit later on, and maybe you can call us back and. I'll come back. But yeah, I I think, because also I could see a scenario where um, if you guys do become close, she's going to confide in you about her problems with this dude. Exactly. Exactly. What if she tells me she's dating him as a secret and I have to pretend I don't know? Well, that's right. There's a secret. Why do you have to be so secretive about their relationship? Well, because it's a new job, though. She's no like, them. I'm talking about. Oh. Is it? Are they? Is it just? Is it discouraged? Is dating well, within? Well, that this group is the reason why you can. See, I don't have think it an, is a secret. You Sorry. can have an open conversation with this guy and find out what his yeah. position. Yeah. He may not. We may look, guys. We're projecting here and thinking that he's been with this girl the whole time. We don't know that. He may actually come back and say it's totally okay that she knows that we had this fling and this affair because we were off at that time, and it may be fine to divulge that later. But you won't know that until you have a sort of a candid conversation with him. That's and, true. And I think offering to be so his I friend a little that, bit. Um, yeah, go ahead. So he, when he sent me the, 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 the breakup text or whatever you want to call it, the, the fling ender, he also mentioned, he's like, I'm going to tell her I had a fling. I don't know if I should tell her it was you. And right. I texted him back immediately saying, you do not tell her it's me. She can never know. Right. You, you feel like you want it to be a secret. I'm going to tell her. She's going to hate me. He, wait, he, he texted, I'm going to tell her that he had a fling. Yeah, why, yeah so why would he want to? Okay. Why would uh, a guy, why would a guy uh, want to tell uh, someone during their break that they had a fling? Yeah. Anna's not buying uh, any yeah, of this, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's suspicious. Man, it's the new coworker. What an uh, idiot. Uh, yeah. This doesn't make any. No, no, no. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't want. It, well, yeah, exactly. Like what he's doing is. He said, I'm going to tell her. So first of all, for so many things, <laughs> here, here's, here's, here's my 70% guess of, of what exactly is going on. Um, he, um, has been with this gal for a while. Multiple people know, um, he, when he goes away and they're separated, he flirts, maybe occasionally he hooks up with somebody, um, and he's charming and handsome and whatever and uh, and knows how to charm and it's sort of his after work hobby or whatever it is. So with that with that kind of I'm, so, I'm sorry I'm such the fucking bearer of bad news, but but I think with that kind of text he's not going to tell her um, if he really even about the fling. No, I think that that text was a lie because he wants to protect. Um, his infidelity or whatever it is, I don't think that he will tell her at all because he didn't tell you about this relationship until he realized that you were going to be a part of his life. I think you sniffed this one out early. You know what I mean? Like he, like like he, he, it sounds like there was plenty of opportunity for him to say, Oh, well, you know, yeah, I, you know, I, I, I'm really into you, Jenna, but I, you know, but you should kind of know that there's also this other person that I just broke up with, or she just broke up with me or, I mean, he wasn't expecting you to work full time with him and others group. This this was not part of the plan at all. So he's trying to cover his ass. Though, that text. I wouldn't have started it. If I knew I was working there full time, I would have never touched him. I know. I'm sorry. Uh, you know, I think that Mark is completely right. I attempt to have a frank discussion with him. I don't know how honest he'll be. Um, but you sort of rising above this and establishing 
your assertiveness while being really calm and collected and I think that's the smartest. I think that's thing. right. Yeah. I want to have a good work environment. Yeah. She does. Yeah. You do too. Yeah. Obviously some stuff has happened. Let's all be grown ups. Let's transcend this. Yeah. Uh, you know, I have no desire to take you down. I'm not angry about anything. I want us all to be having a good time next week. So let's figure it out. And Jenna, that's... Be his bro. Like, just like let it go and be his friend. Yeah, Totally. Exactly. This is a great yep. job opportunity for you. It's yeah. all about yeah. being professional first. Totally. I think, at this point. And it's, and, you know, in the undercurrent too, Jenna, is like the more collected and sort of mature about the whole thing you are, that this, this is an immature thing for me to say, but truly it's like the sexiest thing too. But whatever. That aside, I don't want to plant that seed um, because I don't think you should be with this dude. I think that he... Um, I think he is up to no fucking good. I want you to like, I don't know what you're doing as the, as a geologist, but I like the idea with a, you with a large hammer pounding rocks. <laughs> I use a hammer daily. You have no idea. It's like not hammered. Oh, dang it. That's fucking sexy. That's right. um, <laughs> hey, and, and Jenna, congratulations on your job. And I know that you're in a profession that can be really lonely, I'm sure. Um, and isolating. And so, um, but, and just, just remember that too, because it may be easier to fall for somebody that's not right for you just in general. Um, so just, you know, protect your heart and I love you and thank you so much. And please, 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 please keep in touch. As soon as you you talk to him, as soon as you talk to him, Jenna, send me an email. I'd love to update everyone on what's happening with you. Jenna, congratulations on getting a fucking dream job. I'm. It's a really cool job. It is. Yeah, and and it's it's just so it's so fucking impressive, and and focus on on that if you can, and um and you sound like you are a great friend and a great person. So please let's be in touch, okay? You rock. Thank you, Jenna. Really appreciate it. (laughs) We'll talk to you soon. Bye, Mark. That's what you're right. Bye. Bye. Love you. Love you. Oops. Cut her off when she's saying love you. She was saying love you. Yeah, you just cut it I off did. right in the middle I there. I do that all the time. Uh, I'm so sorry. This is my house bunny pillow, house by the way. It's a fart pillow. I'm not sure you've seen this movie. I have seen the movie. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. We're calling yeah. Nina right now. Do you Nina know that is my in New Jersey. original idea for the movie... And she's 27. ...was that I was going to be a meth addict. Hello? Hi, Nina. It's Sim. Hi. Hi, Nina. It's Anna. Hi. 
Hi. And thank Mark you. So, and Mark Duplass. Hi, Nina. Hi, guys. How's it going? I'm good. How are you? Um, thanks for doing this. So, Nina, tell us about this guy that you met on Tinder. So, I met this guy back in January. So, it's been like 10 months that we've been talking. We talk a lot and we FaceTimed a bunch. And we've made plans to go out, but we haven't gone out. We haven't met yet. Um, he's in grad school. So he kind of has been using that as his excuse. And he gets home from work. He has a lot of work, like schoolwork to do. Uh, we live about like 20, 25 minutes apart. And I know he's told his parents about me. He's told his friends about me. My close friends know about him. My mom knows about him. And last week, we had this whole long conversation about how we want this to progress. We want to, like, actually see what could happen with this. But obviously, we have to hang out to make that happen. Um, and after this conversation a week ago, I haven't heard from him. Hmm. Oh. But you've been, you've been texting with him and FaceTiming for eight months, right? Without meeting? Ten months. Since Ten January. months. Yeah. How many so, un, just, unanswered like, tests have you sent uh, in this time frame? Um, maybe like four or five in the week past week. Ooh, that's a lot. How many times when yeah. when you attempt to FaceTime him does it not go through? Um, I never FaceTime him without us like talking about going like FaceTiming first. Do you, the reason why I'm asking is because I just wonder if he's in another relationship. That's kind of what I was thinking too, but. I've kind of brought that up and he's like, tells me he doesn't even have time to like say hi to his parents when he like gets home from work. Cause he goes straight into schoolwork. So he's like, there's, there's nobody else. I'm telling you right now, there's nobody else. But wait, like when you guys do FaceTime, like how premeditated does it have to be? Is it like a planned a couple hours before, or is it like a day yeah, before? Like, um, last time we FaceTimed, I texted and said, what are you doing? You want to FaceTime? And within 20, 30 minutes we were talking. And what what were the nature of the texts that you sent him in the week that he didn't respond to? Were they, hey, how's it going? Do you want to talk? Or did you Pretty push much. it all on any Happy fronts? Friday. Okay. Hope you're having a good day. Are you watching the Giants? Right. Like, so there was no like, like, hey, are you freaking out about the serious nature of our conversation? Is everything okay with us? None of that stuff yet. But over the course of 10 months, every every time you actually talked, you, you have talked about potentially meeting up, right? Over the course of dating for the past 10 months? And then he'd always give you some type of excuse. Oh, he was the reason why you would not meet up. Is that true? She's been trying to meet him for 10 months, and oh. yet he's always giving her some type of excuse. I mean, at Nina, when you guys FaceTime, does the conversation sound like how you guys correspond um, over text? Yeah, it sounds exactly the same. And, like, if it was anybody else, I probably would have just, like, stopped, like, two months in after not hanging out. But there's just something different. And I don't really know what it is. Like, we have easy conversations. Like, on paper, he's, like, what I would want in, like, my guy. How, how does he describe, um, he like, good, when you say on paper, what do, you, what do you mean? Like, he has a good job. He's in grad school and he's trying to progress his life. And he's really close with his family. And I'm Italian and he's Italian. Like, things like that. Why haven't you met, though? I don't understand. It's always been about school. 
And Nina, I know I know that you know, which is why you're probably asking us that he's hiding something and whether it's that he's not like he's having his brother FaceTime you or or maybe it is him, but he has a girlfriend or like right. you, you I know that, you know, it's something when we first started talking, he flat out told me that he was self-conscious. And that was why he was like afraid to meet, and he like kind of would make comments about he felt like I was like like, too pretty for him and things like that. But he flat out told me, he's like, I'm over that. Like I want to make this work. And over the summer I would get like, I wouldn't talk to him for like three, four weeks. And then I'd get a text. that's like, I want you to know I'm not like this jerk off. Like I'm a good guy and I want to prove that to you. But then there was no follow through. Do do you think, Nina, that there is a chance that uh, he's having a friend or somebody else FaceTime with you? No, I really don't think so. Like we're we're on Snapchat. We like Snapchat each other and like um, we're friends on like every form of social media. So you haven't seen him with any other girls on social media, right? No Instagram pictures no. with another girl or anything? Okay. And it, the person you've been FaceTiming with, um, I mean, do you find, not that this is, important but do you find him attractive and the reason why i ask that is because yeah i do i think he's really cute and so that's wonderful i just wonder why he early on expressed sort of insecurity about the way he he looks and why he is terrified to meet you and which i know this is why you're asking the question to us and i don't know if there's there's one heartbreaking scenario where he is uh, not this person um, visually. And the other scenario, I think, too, is that um, he has a girlfriend that he's involved with or because it's just too odd. I mean, he clearly, if he spent this much time, emotional investment with you, he clearly is really into you. Um, yeah, and I kind of called him out on like how I know over the past 10 months, like he's taken time away from schoolwork and he's like gone out to dinner with his friends or drinks with his friends or like he's gone on road trips to see his friends. And I flat out said like, that makes me, and you should totally be with your friends. I'm not saying choose your friend, me over your friends, but it makes me feel like you can make the time for them, but you can't make the time for me. And his response was something like, I understand what you're saying. I'm sorry. I didn't make that connection. I need to put in more of an effort. And this was only at one week ago we had this conversation, but then not having any text back since then are making me be like, what's going on? This is why I think that there's a, like this is sort of a impostery situation happening here because he's I'm worried that he's embarrassed to meet you face to face. So I think that you can text him. I'm really getting the sense that there's been um, some that you haven't been fully open with me. I hope you know that I will always be your friend. But I, but I can't have an emotional relationship on this level with somebody yeah. who I who I can't meet, who I can't. That's kind of how I've been feeling over the past couple of days, too. And I bet my gut, I, I don't know, my gut would, is if you text something like that, I think that he it's either going to be a knee jerk um, sort of once again, a placating text like, no, I've just been so busy. Um, but I love you and whatever, can't wait to touch you or whatever, whatever you guys text, or it's going to be a few days because he's scared of like actually having to, to, to meet you. But somebody who 
it's been, you guys are close. I, 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 I mean, I know, I know you know this. I know I'm just sort of reiterating exactly what you know in your gut, but I just don't want you to to waste your time and emotional energy with somebody who isn't being completely forthright with you. And I suspect, I really do suspect that this is a person that's really who's terrified to meet you. And I think that early indication of him confessing that he felt insecure was an indicator. So I don't know if if when you FaceTime, if he's always in the same room. Uh, no, no, he's all over the place, really. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. So I don't know. This is a mystery. What but if he's just doing this to other women, random women all over the place, and that's just something he does? God, that sounds exhausting. He doesn't even I have no time idea. to say I hi mean, to his could be family. Not to say. I mean, he's maybe he's carrying yeah. on these intimate relationships with people all over the country. I have no, I have right, no idea. right. Wait, so Nina, what were you gonna say though? No, you're right. Though. I was just gonna say like maybe it's naive of me to say, but I feel like he, because of how self conscious he is, I couldn't see him doing that and like giving so much of himself to so many different people. Does he ever mention you by name on any of his profiles? No, because we don't really like talk on social media like we talk more through text and stuff yeah just like uh a tweet that's uh, i was i was talking to my friend nina and she said this thing or you know a picture of himself sitting somewhere and saying oh it'd be so cool if uh nina was here this is where i skyped with nina just does he ever say no not really okay Sorry, curiosity and have you I, i'm so bad with um with social media <laughs> say that as i'm laughing because it's so true but um but have you like investigated him i because i i don't i wouldn't know how to do that oh like google him or did you find anything online about him no i haven't actually wait what do you mean i mean do you know his... I, no i haven't like googled him or anything like that yeah. you know his last name yeah well, I, listen, I, I don't want to send you on a, a journey, uh, but I just don't, I, I, I think you send him a text that's a gentle version of saying, you know, I, I really care about you. I'd love to talk to you about this in person, but or, otherwise I well, have to move on with my life well, and start dating other people that I'm going to see in person. I don't even know if in person is... I mean, I also have been like dating other people. I haven't okay, like... Okay, good. I was going to ask you that. You're not... Like, okay. Uh, no, I think... No, that, I'm not like fully committed. Like, if you really like this to commit guy. to me, I would, but I'm not sitting and waiting. I think you should say like, I, but I'm I'm at a place in our relationship or friendship, or, or however you want to define it, where I just feel like you're not being completely honest with me, and I'm not sure, um, because I feel emotionally attached to you, if I can continue this, if it's good for me. And... Yeah. Um, because I, I, don't, I don't think it is, and I hope that this person can eventually reveal themselves to you in some way, um, but I, I don't want you to, um, to, to feel any more sort of torture about this because you know in your heart of hearts I'm sure your friends and people around you know that it's it's ridiculous that 10 months has gone by and he keeps skir skirting this Nina are you okay with this yeah, advice yeah totally and it's a lot of what I've been thinking too but it's maybe a little bit of that you need to hear from somebody else and not just think it on your own well keep, keep us yeah. updated if anything yeah, happens if he sends do. you another text or yeah. a call let us know yeah. I will. Thank you guys so much. Oh, thank you. Thank, thank you, you so Nina. much. Yeah, please do keep us up to date because I know that a lot of our listeners have very similar issues. And I love you and thank you, Nina. Thanks. I love you guys too. Bye. 
Oh, oh I felt so bad for her. God, I'm glad you... she's been dating other people. Yeah, me too. Though. I was worried about that. Hot committed, and um, yeah. I don't know why. I have a, I have a feeling like uh, I've, got a, I've got a feeling that the somebody's person somebody's subbing in, catfishing. Uh, well, if or I, she's being catfished. I just I have a feeling that the FaceTiming. I don't know why I think this at all. I'm terrible with this stuff. But the guy that whose FaceTiming is Different. like, yeah, yeah, potentially. I don't know. It's a possibility. Oh, oh, it's all heartbreaking, Mark. Before we go, no, we need to plug his his oh, yeah. uh, TV yeah, show. We got to oh, yeah. plug Room, everything. Room one hundred and four, so, which is yeah. great. It's on HBO, second season. That's right. And then a, a movie that you produced. Mm-hmm. A, a, another little movie of like the ones we produced, like your sister's sister and Blackrock. It's called Unlovable. My friend Charlene de Guzman, uh, who's uh, just this incredible comedian, but has also dealt with sex and love addiction for years and uh, decided to make a movie about her struggle with it. And it's semi-autobiographical and it's funny and, and really sweet and beautiful. I and, saw uh, 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Is that it's a hundred percent. It's a hundred percent. And oh, uh, yes. comes out on uh, November 1st and it goes into some theaters and then, uh, you know, the VOD situation everywhere. So. Wait, you wrote it also, right? I co-wrote it with her. I met her on Twitter. Uh, didn't know her and she was telling me all these incredibly dark jokes and I said is all this stuff real and she said yeah and I said do you want to meet for coffee and talk about it and we did her name's Amber and her name is uh, <laughs> not Amber um, and uh, and then we I said listen let's let's put a little bit of money together and go go make the movie and then um, I helped her build the story and then John Hawks is in the movie and wrote a bunch of uh, original songs for it Melissa Leo's in the movie and it just really worked out for her. She's awesome. Congratulations. And thank you so much for being here, Mark. This was great. You're incredible. You're awesome. And I would love to... I was just thinking about our truck driver movie that we're making, I think, next, what, April? Monday. Oh, okay, great. Monday. I was just thinking about how I'm going to have the two Barbies over there, like, constantly over your shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the rights to the Barbies are tough, but I'll make you some dolls that look like Barbies, and it'll be good. Oh shit! You're right. I got it. Don't you worry. I what know. I, I know what I'm doing. Hey, what if? Uh, what if I get the, my connections over at uh, oh, Barbie? Yes, uh, starting the. You could do that to sponsor the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> they love my Barbie whorehouse they story. Do. They love it here. Mm, I have a Barbie whorehouse. Silence. <laughs> Good night, everyone. Silence. No inquiry on that one. Silence. Huh? <laughs> I'm just taking it in. Yep. Just taking it in. Listen, it was early exploration of sexuality. 